Welcome to the Cooking for Chemo podcast. I'm Chef Ryan Callahan, your host. And I'm the producer, Jesse Callahan, and the purpose of this podcast is to tackle the eating-related side effects of chemotherapy and discuss the practical real-world solutions to make your food taste great again. Exactly. I almost got through 15 episodes without messing that up once, and I just did it there. Well, you did 14. (laughs) This is 15, you know. If you do good for another 14 episodes, maybe we'll give you a cookie or something. I love it. Okay, in this episode, we are going to talk about the always embarrassing and off-limits topic of the sometimes elusive number two. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this week we are going to be talking about poop. <laughs> Number two on a, on a cooking podcast. That's kind of weird. Yeah, well, you know, it's the name of the episode and the name of the chapter and the name of this article is What Goes In Must Come Out. Because if you eat it, it's got to come out the other side, you know? It's part of the process, It right? is literally part of the digestive and eating process. It's all connected. It's all part of the same thing. It starts at the top, comes out the bottom. Unless you live upside down, in which case it starts at the bottom and goes out the top. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to see that in theory or practice. <laughs> so this is uh, really broken down into two separate ideas and problems, but they are all digestive related. And number one is not enough number two, right? So it's stuck. It's stuck. It's not coming out. You're constipated. And of course, there is also the opposite of, oh my gosh, it won't stop coming out. What do I do? Where's Which... the faucet? Can I turn this off? <laughs> <laughs> How do I, is there a lever here somewhere? So we've got Please not God enough. help me. <laughs> we've got not enough to and too much to, right? So um, let's just give a little a primer here. So basically, you know, your digestive system works by you eat the food, you chew the food, you swallow the food, it goes into your stomach, it goes into your small intestine, it gets processed through. Then you go into your large intestine and then it comes out the other side. Um, And sometimes what happens is on the other side, it will, we'll start with the first part, right? It, uh, your large intestine, which is also called that area at the back is called your colon. Sometimes it just doesn't come out, right? And a lot of times this happens in chemotherapy because chemo can dry you out and you can get dehydrated, right? A lot of times not enough to and constipation are caused by dehydration. And so we always talk about this, about how important it is to stay hydrated. It's very important. Drink your water, drink your Gatorade, drink your fluids, get your soups in you, you know, whatever you got to do to keep that moisture up. Because what that lower, that, that, you know, what that large intestine does is it sucks the water out of the food, right? And so if you're dehydrated, it's like sucking it all the way out. Like we got to get every last bit of moisture out, you know, and that's that's what it's trying to do, right? It's trying to get every last little bit of moisture out of the food that you're eating and out of whatever you've drank. And as a result, it can cause constipation because you get dried out. And then when it's stuck there, what they call impacted for like three or four days, it hurts a lot when it finally comes out and you're screaming, mm, you're praying to fun. various deities, save me Oprah Winfrey, save me Tom Cruise with your witchcraft, you know what I mean? Like like the Ricky Bobby God, screaming when he's on fire. Now, yeah, anyone me. help me, you know, like help, 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 because it hurts, right? And we've all been through that and it's terrible. It's awful, it's no good and very bad. So 
Here's how we can avoid that, okay? So here's just some ideas and suggestions. So number one is to increase your fiber intake. One of the things that makes it hard to go, number two, is not eating enough fiber. So we're talking about insoluble digestive fiber, right? The stuff that your body can't break down. It's found in veggies, it's found in fruits, it's found in anything that has a cell wall, right? So it's not gonna be in mushrooms and it's not gonna be in meat, but it's gonna be in bread, veggies, and fruits, okay? And that's one of the reasons that's so important. That helps to literally move things along down there. It's indigestible, so it's something for your body to grab onto and move it along. I'm trying not to use gross graphic words You're doing here, a good job so far, so keep it up. Because, you know, I'm very prone to just saying what I think. <laughs> We gotta so, keep it a little more tactful on the podcast. So, uh, in person, in, he could go there. <laughs> increase your fiber intake. Number two is increase your hydration. If you're having trouble going, you're constipated, you're probably dehydrated, right? So, we need to get extra fluids, extra, 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 extra fluids. And dehydration um, is not just solved by drinking water. Water is actually a pretty poor hydrator, which is really funny to say because that's what hydration means is full of water, right? So, we want to drink, you know, things that are going to work for us. Things are going to be full of electrolytes, like, you know, like, for example, sports drinks or, uh, you know, like a lemonade, something like that. There's lots of different ways to increase your hydration. Talk to your dietitian. They really know about this stuff. They know about hydration. Um, and they know how to get those electrolytes and the different things that you need inside of your body to rehydrate. And then number three on when you don't have enough to is the best rehydrator my favorite of your colon specifically is prune juice oh baby come and ride the prune <laughs> oh, so prune juice contains a chemical called uh, sorbitol which is a type of sugar which is what makes it super sweet and it's a partially undigestible sugar and what it does is it actually causes your lower intestine to release some of the water that it has absorbed out of the food and this kind of works as like... It flushes you out quickly. Yes. That is a great way to say it. <laughs> Sorry um, to interrupt there, but I... <laughs> so basically it floods your lower intestine with fluid like an enema does. But naturally and without a tube and, you know, as they, what they call it on Seinfeld, the apparatus. Oh, you know, yes, They call yes. it the apparatus without having to use a third-party apparatus, using your own <laughs> digestive system to make it happen naturally. It's a lot more comfortable that way. It is a heck of a lot more comfortable that way, and there's no cleanup, really, uh, except for maybe your toilet. <laughs> Poor toilet. <laughs> Poor toilet. So prune juice works great. It's also found in uh, plums and apricots and a bunch of other naturally occurring fruits. Um, yes. I would say uh, a tip on the prune juice as someone who has used it to help remove things from my body is go slow in drinking it. <laughs> like one cup at a time. Don't like, I'm so desperate and it hurts so bad, chug the whole bottle because it, it will, <laughs> I don't know how to say this politely. Just say it. It comes out fast and furious. Yeah, it'll The flush. more you drink. So just, just do it in stages so it's more manageable and controllable coming out because the more you drink, the faster it comes out. Yeah, it, that's exactly right. And then, you know, there are other options like stool softeners and uh, medications that specifically flush out your stuff. Um, I think one of them, 
I can't remember what it's called. There's one to make you take before a big surgery and stuff like that. But prune juice really does the job, guys. It really works. It's all natural. And it has calories in it. And it has calories, potassium, B vitamins, fiber. It's really, really good for you. And if you're not working it into your diet already to begin with, you should be ingesting it on a regular basis because like I said it's really good for you it's got more potassium than a banana does oh wow yeah a lot of people don't know that prune juice is actually really really good for you and it really is funny because it gets a it's like a, it gets it, a bad rap it really does get it's a hard knock life for prune juice you know growing <laughs> up on the mean streets of the juice shelf you know no one ever gave it the opportunity that it needed but it just wants to contribute to society you know that's prune juice so anyways I really recommend that stuff it really works great uh, okay so let's move to the next one which is too much too well, the answer to too much too is not prune juice. No. <laughs> you want to make sure that you avoid anything that's going to cause irritation and flushing and additional stuff, right? So now the big problem, the big issue with too much too is dehydration, right? So sometimes when you're constipated, it can make you dehydrated. Well, in this situation, literally water is flushing off your system. It's literally being squeezed out of you. You need to ingest and drink fluids because diarrhea is one of the fastest ways to dehydrate your body. It's like opening a tap and just letting it run out, you know? And you really need fluid. Human beings are a significant portion of water. Uh, really, it's saline solution that you're made out of. But um, when becoming severely dehydrated can really cause a lot of a, other problems. A lot of other problems, yeah. It's a big problem. You can live, you know, they say 30 days without food. It's only about seven days without a drink of water. So that's how important it is for you. Uh, number two is to increase your fiber, which is also the solution in number two in, in the first part. But you want to increase your fiber. And the idea is, is that you want to have food in there to process through and keep it moving. Because sometimes if it just keeps moving, it'll just flush your whole system and you'll lose the calories that you've eaten which is the whole purpose of cooking for chemo is to make sure that that's not happening. So you want to make sure that you've got something in your system to keep flushing out and it's not just water. And then if it's really bad, and of course, before you take any, any chemical advice from me, make sure you talk to your oncologist and your dietitian and all the other people. But I'll tell you something that works for me, and I've heard other people say it really works for them, is Imodium AD. Uh, it, it's, it's literally Imodium antidiarrheal. It's a little over-the-counter chemical. You can get it at, or uh, it's a medicine at literally any place that sells aspirin really it's everywhere it's huge walmart walmart CBS, walgreens, walgreens cbs literally your local, your local pharmacy, pharmacy your yeah. grocery store literally everybody sells it heck they have it at gas stations you know um and so those are really the best ways to handle those two topics and we're going to keep them short and sweet because i don't want to ramble too much about it on a food podcast so anyways <laughs> no, uh, we might ruin people's appetites so let's go ahead and jump to the audience email oh wait we don't have one on this that's topic. right because nobody ever <laughs> asked this question because um, but it's important information you need, you need to know exactly so we have to touch on it quickly and move on uh, but if you are listening and have a question about anything cooking for chemo related or cooking related, uh, please email us at cookingforchemo at gmail.com and then we'll answer your questions on the podcast. And we love, 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 Chef Ryan loves to answer all your cooking and cooking and cooking related questions, even if it has to do with the number two. The number two, <laughs> two, two and you, number two. 
two, two and you. What you gonna do when there's too much two? What you gonna do when there's not enough two? Too much, too little, we've had too much two. All right, I'm gonna wrap it up now. <laughs> <laughs> That's all for this episode of the Cooking for Chemo podcast. Remember, you can get all of this information and more on our website, cookingforchemo.org, along with our Gourmand award-winning cookbook, Cooking for Chemo and After. I'm Jesse Callahan. And I'm Chef Ryan Callahan. Thanks for listening. 